When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello, welcome to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast. I'm Dave Thomas, and tonight we've got something extremely special for you guys the whole first season of Southern Veins right here on the podcast you get to listen to from start to finish every single episode all in one so uh stay tuned for some sick sick hunting adventures what's up guys my name is matthew furrow and i'm chase stuckey and this is season one of southern veins decided to make a show out of it and we didn't know what we was doing we're not professional hunters number one number two we show sure ain't no professional cameraman i mean it's unreal <laughs> it's just funny to watch sometimes but at the end of the day we still have a blast we still worship god we still fellowship with our friends and family and we needed help and that's when hood came on board i met this guy named justin hood that actually does a lot of videoing and he knew how to edit this stuff and put it together and in January, he showed us what we were missing when he came to hunt with us. That's right. I mean, he, the improvement that we've made since he's came along, it, it's, it's really it's crazy to see. I mean, what we were doing before, just getting shots here and there. We didn't even know what a time lapse was. He knew we were on to something, but we just needed to do it the right way. Right, and he showed us to always have the camera on your side, whether you're giving back to the community, 
and taking a kid home, whatever it was, take the camera because you might miss a great memory that you can show. And so that's what season one is about. Us being hunters but not professionals by no means. Giving the glory to God and trying to get better with the camera. So y'all just stay with us and hope you enjoy it because we're sure not no professionals, but we sure do have a blast doing this right So in the last video, we talked about who we are, what we are, and how we got our camera in our hands. But now it's time to get some hunting done. On this episode, we're going to Alabama on an open day boat hunt with Matthew behind the boat and me behind the camera. We're headed to the east side of Alabama for opening day, which is tomorrow, October 25th. Going to a good family friend's land. We're just hoping for opening day, me and my brother can do a double down. So y'all stay tuned and see what we can do. Once we arrived, it didn't take Matthew very long before he wanted to go check out the stand he'd be hunting from the next morning. So I sent us in here to a place he's been getting a lot of this deer on camera. Right up in here somewhere. Uh, we're trying to find this. It's in the far left hand corner of this field, so we're going to sneak in here and try to find it. I think I see it. So after we checked out the stand, we went back and shot our bows and got ready for opening morning. So I couldn't believe it as I was giving my morning interview, a freaking monster come walking up to my right. The deer comes out of the worst possible place for me to get the shot so I end up having freehand the whole thing. As I'm filming this deer, I look down and I see Matthews unhooking from the tree. The only way I could attempt to make this shot was to unhook from the tree. So I ended up hitting this deer farther back than I really wanted to, but I was working with a small window. It was a tough shot. I had to fight it in there. I hit him a little back. I don't know if my arrow didn't hit something right before it hit him. I don't know. I know there was a blood gushing out of the shot side. It didn't look like much penetration. I don't know, but he was bleeding good when he was running. Father, thank you for letting me have the opportunity to shoot one of your great creations, Lord. I pray that we find the deer. It's not no suffering, Lord. Thank you for all you do in our lives and the privileges and opportunities that we have that others don't, Lord. You know, to 
come out here and enjoy your sunrises, your sunsets, your creation, where a lot of people don't. Just thank you, Lord. Let us never forget. You're the one that gives us these opportunities. Your name is Brett. Amen. Stuck you on camera. Opening morning, baby. After a difficult shot, me and Chase both decided to give this deer some time before we went back to tracking. Deer's been dead or shot for about almost three hours now. We're gonna ease on back in there, get on the blood. Like I said, look at the camera. It's just blood spraying out of him. I hope it hits that artery. So we're gonna go ahead and try to find him. It didn't take us very long. We was on some great blood. The deer didn't go but about 75 yards. God. As it turns out, Matthew put a great shot on this deer and he was super excited to get his hands on it. This deer was everything I thought he was and then some. What better way to open the season than the good Lord blessing us with an opening day kill? Good dog. Hey, good dog, boy. Alright, so it's, like I said, open the morning again. We shot this deer out of actually Joe's stand. He was mad at me all night because him and Jason wanted to be here videoing. But they was nice enough to let me come here. Big brother was being nice. And I shot this deer about 10, 15 yards through a baseball size hole. Um, fought, tried to find a hole, finally found one. Shot him way back, way, way back. I, I don't know how we managed to find him, but he was dead when we found him. He probably ran 75 yards. So. Yeah, maybe. Beautiful Alabama opening morning eight point right here. Yeah, that's about as good as it's gonna get in Alabama for an eight point. With a bow. With a bow, man. Knock no, down! No, <laughs> the first time of the season is done here in Alabama, and I couldn't be any more happier and blessed than I am right now. Next week, Matthew and I are headed duck and quail hunting for a charity event here in Alabama. Y'all stay tuned. Nailed it. <laughs> that's it. Last time we saw Matthew's opening day boat kill in Alabama, and he proved that if you trust in God, anything can happen. This show, we're going to start things off with a family and friend quail hunt, then finish things with a duck and quail hunt that was a benefit to the Child Adversary Center. So first up, we got our quail hunt. It's a hunt we do every year at Davis Quail Farms. It's a great time, family fun. You know, it's different than the everyday hunt because you're not sitting in stand for two hours. You're getting out, fellowshipping, and having a great time. Hunting at Davis Quail Farm is truly a special experience. Mr. Davis stays on horseback the whole time as he's squatting quail and working his dogs. He's truly one of the best in the business in my opinion. It truly is amazing to watch his dogs work. The way they locate the birds, flush them out of cover, and then retrieve them after they're shot. So you might come across a period of time when the birds ain't flying, they're not there, get into a lull, but that's right when the wad flies up in front of you and it gets hot real quick. Right. 
And then there's times where there's birds everywhere. There's one after another. Everybody's shooting and it's tons of fun. The first shot slowed him down. The second shot killed him. <laughs> that one died. So after a full morning of freezing our tails off, we'll go back to the truck to take some pictures of our success. So if you've never been quail hunting, I highly recommend it. It's a great form of hunting. It's laid back, but at the same time, it can be very challenging. At the end of every hunt, it's always important to remember it's the memories you take away. Not always what's on the back of the tailgate, but those quail sure were good. On the second half of this video, we traveled to Saga Bottom Lodge in Marengo County, Alabama for a benefit hunt for the Child Advocacy Center. It's always a good thing to donate to a good cause, and it just so happened by donating to this one, we ended up winning this great hunt. So after we arrived at the lodge, it didn't take us long to sit down and enjoy some family friend time and chase to grab a fishing pole for some evening fishing. So the next morning we head out to the duck blind. And let me just tell you what, this is not your typical duck hunt. The guide was actually telling us when the ducks would be coming over. Hey, this is like TK and Mike. This is like TK and Mike. I'm gonna call five times. <laughs> Come out that bush right there. Sure enough, just like the guide said, it didn't take long before I had some ducks on camera. A few of the ducks had the group thought they were a little smarter than others and they decided to walk to the pond. I guess they thought they were safe if they weren't flying because we had some killers in the group. So this truly was an amazing event. It wasn't my typical duck hunt, but it was a great time with family and friends. We killed a few birds and the smiles said it all. After a successful duck hunt, it was time for me and Matthew to swap. He got behind the camera, I got behind the gun, and we headed to the quail field. So it wasn't long before the dogs were working those birds right away. One would point while the other would flush and fetch. Early on we had some success, but as the day continued, it slowed down. So the morning hunt success didn't transfer over to the evening, but we still had a blast and killed a few birds. Well, that's it for this episode. Next time we'll pick up with some Alabama late season rifle hunts and see if we can't put a few nice deer on the ground. Y'all stay tuned. How's it going? Hey guys, Dave Thomas here at BonerPlant.com Studios in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff going on and uh, our podcast right now is so exciting and we're so happy to tell you about it. We're hoping that you guys are tuning in and listening. We have some really great uh, guests on, some awesome stories, great tips of hunting and um, especially in industry stuff, what's going on in the industry and different things um, that you can learn right now about different gear and what's best and what's going on. Awesome stories and a lot of tips and uh, tactics that you can use. Uh, the Bonerplant.com team is excited to bring you the new podcast. 
Also check out our ambassador program. It's a great program if you wanna get involved in the industry um, and see what it's like from the inside out. Uh, we offer that. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. We have some of the best photography in the industry being shown on some of those platforms, as well as videos. Check out our network shows, including Southern Vane. Uh, a lot of great things coming up this year from Boner Planet. We're excited that you're here and listening with us and being a part of this. We absolutely appreciate it. Growing the sport of archery is one of the most important things we can all do. We need to come together to make that happen. Not just me, not just the other people in the industry, but you as a consumer have to help us to grow this great sport of heritage that we love called archery. So hey, make sure you go to bowhunterplant.com, subscribe to our mailing list so you can stay and, and keep part of what we're doing and what's going on. And we really appreciate your support and thank you for joining the hunt with bowhunterplant.com. last video, we did a little duck and quail hunting. And in this episode, we're going to jump into a little late season rifle hunt here in Alabama. We start this episode off by bringing our producer in for a hunt. So finally, I talked Hood into coming to Alabama to hunt with us, and we have just enough time for an afternoon hunt. So Matthew and Chase invited me up here to do a little late season gun hunting with them. I really didn't know what I was getting into, but I was looking really forward to it. So we're sitting there, we got some does out there feeding, nothing's really going on. And all of a sudden I look to my left and here comes the old boy hog. So understand, this is mine and Hood's first time ever hunting together. And I realized real quick, you don't give Hood the go ahead because he starts capping. So the hog started trotting in front of us and I quickly kind of put the gun up, tried to make a quick shot and I guess I just flat out missed. But I hurried up and reloaded and I took another shot and dropped him in his tracks. Next thing we know, the hogs back up, he rolls him again. Well, uh, that was pretty eventful. So while I was explaining to Matthew in the camera what just happened, we turned and looked back to see where this hog was and it was gone. This just shows you how tough these hogs really are. I put two good shots in this hog and it still managed to get away from us. So in this one hunt, understand what happened. Hood's gun got the name one shot, and the hog got his name, Demon Hog, because we still ain't found that hog. So after hunting with Matthew for a few days, Hood decided he was going to come sit with me one afternoon. So we ended up hunting in a stand that they called the Pimp House, and let me tell you, this thing is massive. The only problem with the shooting house is the windows are a little too low to shoot off of, so I had to cut him a stick on the walk in for a shooting stick. It wasn't long after we got in there and got set up, deer started feeding to the patch. So after watching several deer feed into the plot, had a really nice buck pop out at the end of the field and Chase gave me the green light to take a shot. So the deer eases into the patch and gives Hood a perfect broadside shot. He pulls the trigger and the deer just stands there. He missed. I don't really know what to say. Um, well, I know what happened there, Hood. You and old one shot done missed again. I mean, maybe, maybe I just really wasn't meant to shoot that deer, you know? Um, maybe the good Lord had something else in store for me, but. So after I realized that I clearly missed this deer and the deer was all right, we decided we wanted to go ahead and sit the rest of the evening and hope another deer would come out. 
It wasn't long after Hood shot, deer started feeding back into the patch. And just like I had told Hood, with this time of the year, anything can happen. As it was getting dark, Chase actually bumped me and said, there's a shooter buck coming in to the right. So we got ready for hopefully an opportunity to take a shot. As the deer fed into the patch, he was walking straight away from us. So I knew the camera light was fading fast and we were waiting for this deer to turn a little bit more broadside before I took a shot. And as soon as Chase said he was on him, I pulled the trigger. You got him. So as soon as I shot this deer, it dropped in its tracks and I couldn't wait to get out there and put my hands on it. I'm happy with this thing. This thing's a cool looking deer. I've never killed anything with any kind of webbing like this ever before. And uh, definitely a mature buck for sure. But wow, what a, uh, <laughs> what a crazy change of events. It just goes to show you that if you miss a deer in a hunt, the hunt's not over until it's over. We ended up sticking it out and it paid off. After putting Hood on his first Alabama buck, the next afternoon, everybody decided they wanted to ditch me. So I got my gun and got the camera and I headed to the big field for an afternoon sit. It wasn't long after I got in the stand, I saw my first deer. A doe fed from my left all the way into the patch. As the afternoon goes on, the deer just start popping up out of everywhere. The field fills up. And right at dark, the same trail that my first deer came on, here come a buck. He walked all the way down the road into the patch. Operating the camera and being the hunter at the same time adds a whole different element. I'm having to position the camera where I think the deer is going to be when I pull the trigger. When I pulled the trigger, I knew it was a great shot, but I knew the deer wasn't going to make it out of the field. Being that I was self-filming, I wasn't able to follow the deer with the camera, and the deer ended up dying right out of the frame. I wish I could have had that shot, because he cut a complete flip. So I couldn't be any happier for Chase shooting this buck. To realize that he shot the buck I missed the evening before was pretty cool. He's everything I thought he was, a good, nice eight-point. He came out here trying to chase those does. I couldn't be any happier with him. What an awesome hunt Chase had there. I mean, he self-filmed the whole thing, which was hard in itself, and he killed a great deer. Well, Hood and Chase both got it done here in Alabama. Next time, we're going to roll into some more late-season rifle hunts with family and friends. Last time, Hood and I killed some really nice bucks here in Alabama. We're going to keep things rolling this weekend with some great highlights of family and friends. Hunting with somebody is something I've always enjoyed, and that's what got me and Chase in the film in it, because we get to share the moment as well as do the moment, and that's why we like hunting with somebody. Even though the majority of the year we're bow hunting in the tree, come rifle season, it doesn't take us long to find the shooting house. One of the best parts about the shooting houses is when it's raining or when it's just so cold, you can shut the door, turn your heater on, and just sit tight all afternoon. 
rainy, sleet, shine, it doesn't matter. We make it work. There's no shortage of fun in the shooting house. So between mice being in the stand and people messing with you, it's, it's always an adventure. It just so happened one of these mornings we caught my great uncle Jimmy shooting a deer from about 600 yards from us. Me and Matthew were sitting together. We looked to our left. There's this buck crossing the creek. I get the gun, Matthew gets the camera, and before we knew it, Uncle Jimmy has shot this deer from under us. Oh, I'll pop it open. Watch this thing get blessed. He ain't got the 30 30. He just, he just shot fire out of that deer, too. I watched that in my darn scope. That was cool. It was crossing, and he, he's ink up with a 30 30, and that would be, that's probably close to 300 yard shot. At least we got a kill on video. It might not have been for my gun, but we, we got it in. <laughs> Like an eight point walked out. Uh, I smoked that booger. <laughs> I smoked him. Now we gotta find where he was at and where he went in. When something this unique happens, it's probably something that none of us will ever forget. Look at the blood on that tree. All up on the side of the tree. What a crazy moment to catch from camera, and we'll never forget it. One of the funnest things we do is bringing the youth along with us and just helping them create memories in the outdoors. And on this hunt, Jason takes his little boy Brayton hunting for one of the first times he ever gets to go. We take him to what we call the swamp patch. Tell him what we're trying to do. I'm not telling him. We're trying to kill your first deer, Aiden. Right? We don't get this either. Thanks, so. <laughs> eight, ten does come out, and I was like, pick you one out, tell me which one you're going to shoot. He said, I'm going to shoot the one in the back. And if you get it right behind his shoulder, just squeeze the trigger. I think you hit it. Yeah. It looked like you sort of might have hit it. Yeah, okay. I think so. <laughs> After Brayden made the shot, they put the camera down and went and looked for the deer. I couldn't find a drop of blood, couldn't find where the bullet hit, jumped across the creek, got wet. Unfortunately, it was getting dark and they weren't able to find any good blood. So after our hunt, we looked at the footage again and decided we had to go look at this deer one more time. So after a hard looking and just couldn't find nothing, I found a deer trail and crossed the creek and walked up on it. When we actually found the deer, we had to call Jason and Brayton to give them the good news because they had already left camp. Where did you kill your first deer at? Just mountain and swamp Yep. Did we find it? We need to watch a video of another video. <laughs> <laughs> we need to watch videos of another I hear you, boy. As the season comes to a close, me and Gene decided we were going to spend the last day in the field. It's coming down to the wire and it's last afternoon. Me and Chase gonna try to get out there, get a good one on the ground. Once we got set up, it didn't take very long. We started seeing some deer. Not long after the does came out, here come two bucks trailing them. When the first buck stepped out, we looked at it and then the second buck stepped up behind him and it, we were kind of going back and forth and I told Gene if he wasn't gonna shoot the deer, I was. I guess I lit a fire under him because after I said that, the safety went off. I was able to put a good shot on this big buck and it looked like a tracer round. It really looked good. It was a cool shot. 
that was a crazy way to end the season. I mean, that was a beautiful buck. We tracked this deer down and he actually fell down a cliff. I had to have Chase with me. He had to put the camera down. We had to do some climbing to get the deer out. What a way to end the season. I couldn't think of a better way to end the season than with this heck of a six point the gene killed. This episode highlights what this show is all about. Family, friends, and fellowship. Next time we're going to join who this family as they go to West Texas on a late season rifle hunt. Bam! Good job. Last episode, we highlighted some great hunts with some family and friends here in Alabama. This time on Southern Vans, we're going to join Hood and his family as they go to West Texas on the late season rock hunt. So some sad daddies. Sad daddies. Hunting and being in the outdoors has been a passion of mine my entire life. I've been blessed to have been raised in a family that has hunting and fishing deeply rooted in them. And I have a father who has always made it a point to take him and his children hunting every year. After countless years of my dad always taking us hunting and my grandpa tagging along for the memories, last year I wanted to gift my dad with a surprise hunt at my good buddy Stephen West's ranch who put me on an awesome deer the year before. So Justin had the idea to surprise our dad with a hunt this year in Texas and I thought this was a great idea because he had never really been able to hunt on any of our trips and I knew that it meant a lot to him. I, uh... I wanted to tell you that I'm not going to actually hunt I I got a free hunt and I'm giving it to you. For me? Oh. <laughs> well, cool. So after filling him in on the surprise, we got ready and set out for the first afternoon hunt. Texas is a target-rich environment, and unlike back home in Louisiana, it didn't take very long before we were starting to see a bunch of animals. It was very refreshing to, to actually make a hunt with Justin. We haven't had the opportunity to do that for a while, and it was really cool to actually have him film me this time. We had a good time. One line, Jeff, over here. <laughs> so as the hunt continued, we seen a few nice bucks, but none that we could actually shoot. The anticipation was growing. We were seeing a lot of deer, and we had to verify whether they were deer that we could shoot for management purposes. Later that afternoon, after having a decent amount of activity throughout the day, one of the bucks that we were cleared to shoot finally showed up. Well, we finally got the green light, and I was a little anxious and a little nervous because I haven't shot at a deer in a long time. My boys always make the shots. So, lined it up, made a shot, and made a clean miss. The deer never moved. <laughs> I don't really know how he missed this deer, but apparently he borrowed the script that I had whenever I was hunting with Chase and Matthew from earlier in the season. So I told him to hurry up and reload and take another shot. So he was able to put a good shot on this deer the second time around, and I couldn't wait to get out there to go filming with his deer. Well, shooting this deer meant a lot to me because it was actually uh, a, uh, a gift for my sons and my boys. Uh, 
so anyhow, it really meant a lot to me uh, that they would think enough to give this opportunity to me. So while Dad was hunting with Bubba, I was hunting with Steven, and I was able to get a good shot on the biggest deer of my life, and I could not wait to go find it. So they decided they wanted to let this buck lay a little while before trying to recover it, and it didn't take long to find a good blood trail, and we found Austin's deer. Well, Austin, you've eclipsed me. You got two little chickens over there, like that. Oh, yeah. Well, we're completely ecstatic with Austin making the kill on the biggest deer of his life, and it really meant a lot to me to be able to kill the biggest deer of my life at the same evening and have both of my boys there with me. I paid it forward to my dad on this trip and just so happened the next morning, my grandpa let me go hunt in his place. So the next morning, Steven set me up in a place where they've been seeing some really nice bucks and uh, I had the added challenge of trying to self-film my hunt. So it didn't take very long before the fog started to roll in thick again and the visibility became really poor. And I'm looking over to the left, looking over to the right, and I glance back over to the left and there's this big buck standing out in the road. So I have to hurry up and make sure this deer's in frame and creep up and try to make a shot. So thankfully I didn't have to track the steer at all, which is my favorite kind of tracking job. What a fitting way to end the trip. We were all able to make a kill, make lifetime memories, and just share in the moments with my boys. It's a great feeling to be able to give back to those that have always given to you your entire life. This is a trip I'll never forget. You know, it's trips like these that just make it all worthwhile. This is an awesome hunt with Hood and his family, showing how acts of kindness can be very contagious. Next time on Southern Veins, we're gonna roll into some doe kills and show the importance of doe management. Last time we watched is Hood and his family had great success in West Texas. This episode on Southern Veins, we're gonna highlight doe management and the importance of it. So everybody has different opinions on doe management. Don't shoot, when to shoot, da 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 da. But here's what we do here in Alabama. Here in Alabama, we like to shoot the does do a lot during early season, just to kind of knock the rust off and just, it's always fun shooting them with the bow anyways. We do it for a confidence booster before old sad daddy walks out we know our stuff's right. I figured we might as well go ahead and get some meat in the freezer while it was handy, you know I mean? Especially while it's early. Then we go into the December lull. We're not seeing no deer, so why not take out a doe for the freezer? We've been watching these doe's all afternoon. Kind of figured the buck was going to come up behind them the way they were acting. They kept running around and running around. But I really want to see what this 280 would do dialed it in a little bit and squeezed the trigger and she dropped right where she was. It's probably about the quickest death I've ever seen in my life. I caught the perfect doe to take off. She's 
probably a three-year-old doe, doesn't milk or nothing. She, uh, she's one we need to take out for sure. One of the most rewarding ways we manage the does is just with like a, a kid's first deer. I mean, this is just a good way to break them in. There's not a lot of pressure and it does wonders for your deer herd too. And then it's also a numbers game. You know, like last year in Kentucky, we decided to take two out before we left the camp. Even though shooting does isn't always the most interesting thing, and it usually doesn't make for a great video either, we figured we'd put it all together and just show y'all how we like to manage our does. So no matter how you do it, or whether your opinion's different than ours, you have to do it to manage your herd. At the end of the day, you just gotta ask yourself, I mean, do you even doe, bro? <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. We hope you picked up something on doe management. Next time on Southern Vines, we're going to Kansas to put the hammer down on some long beers. Last episode on Southern Vane, we highlight also doe management when it's the right time and the wrong time to do it. On this trip, we're going all the way up to Kansas to see if we can't find some long beers. So we're headed to Kansas to turkey hunt. This is what we've been waiting on all year. We live to turkey hunt. So the first morning, me and Gene decide we're going to team up and see if we can't do a double down. So me and Chase, we hear a couple birds and we get set up and put out the decoys and start doing a little calling. After me and Gene got good and set up, it wasn't long before two longbeards had pitched into the field. As the two longbeards was headed our way, some hens got in between them and brought them right to our decoys. As they were closing the distance, they were definitely putting on a show. When I was good and ready, I gave Gene the go ahead and he smoked this turkey. Me and Chase were hoping to take out both of these birds, but after I took my shot, the other turkey flew off. I think you got him. The other one's still flying. <laughs> Man, we couldn't have asked for a better opening day here in Kansas. Gene got him a great bird, and we got some awesome footage. How about that? So day one, Kansas, Gene got it done, is all I got to say. What a great bird. So the breathing boys come into camp that night and the next morning me and Matt decide to hunt together. <laughs> so the birds were roosted right past us and pitched down right into the field and come right into the decoys and there was a nice bird in the group. But we decided to get a little greedy because there was three birds strutting right down the field past us. 
And wouldn't you know, they come right in just like we expected them to. And they were Super Jakes. Good old Super Jakes. And what I mean by Super Jake, they're Jake on steroids. And one of them decides to break off and come right up to the decoys. <laughs> he found love is all I got to say, but it was the wrong kind. You know, that was a really awesome hunt. You know, we got to experience some things we've never seen before, but that's what we get for being greedy. We should've took the one we got. So that night, Eddie come in bragging about the birds he had roosted, and I decided to go video him the next morning. So these birds start pitching down, like literally right in front of us, less than 10 yards. and I tell Eddie to shoot, and he snaps. This fool forgot to load his gun. So the birds, he's on out, and me and Eddie start working them back in. And let me just tell you, he might have snapped on the birds, but Eddie can work a call pretty dang good. They start coming back in, they're just inching towards us, coming on in, and all of a sudden we get photobombed by this bird. And I blasted him, is all I can say. So what a tremendous hunt right here. I mean, what, to go from snapping to calling them back in to getting photobombed, and I shot this bird at two steps from my gun barrel. Two steps. This trip was truly amazing. The, the opportunity for us to go out here and hear and see all these birds and even take some great birds ourselves, just a trip of a lifetime. I got my first Kansas bird. Matthew got him a long beard, and I look forward to coming back again. We had an awesome experience here in Kansas, and we can't wait to get back up there next year. The next time you see us, we're gonna go over some close calls and misses that I'm sure we both can agree we wish we had back. Ain't no doubt. This episode on Southern Banes is Close Encounters and Misses. I'm gonna go ahead and apologize now. There's probably some crime. We're gonna start this video off with one of my closest encounters in Kentucky on a nice seven point. We had sat there all afternoon and seen all kind of deer, and we look into the far side of the patch and notice this nice deer coming our way. The buck follows the doe all the way into the corn and gives me a great shot. I draw back and he turns facing me. As the deer turns to present a shot, I do the classic meh to try to stop him. That turns into a bad decision and this deer runs off and I never see him again. <laughs> I mean, he choked. Chase, man. What were you waiting for, dude? Oh, uh, he can say what he wants to say, but looking at the footage, he had opportunities to kill that deer. And so my book, he got book fever. It just so happened the same trip, a nice nine point came out and gave us a great look. I mean, I, I debated shooting this deer up and down and I even had the trigger release on the bow. I just, I couldn't pull the trigger. 
I give Chase credit because we gave him a hard time in account for choking on that seven point, but sometimes you gotta let a deer walk and see what he'll turn into next year. So good job, Chase. Another horror story this year is uh, me in Illinois in November. I have a deer come out at five o'clock that we had grunted to. He comes in and I draw back and was gonna do an apology shot, you know, off frame because you can't see and I couldn't see him. 26 yards, I had to let this deer walk instead of wounding him. You know, I decided to let him walk. In a way, I'm kind of glad that it didn't work out because from what they were talking about, it was really dark and it just wouldn't have made good footage at all. So the next morning, to tie on to that last story, is though I'm in the same tree hunting the same deer and this big eight point walks out. And he, I got him on a string. He's working a scrape line right down the woods right to me. The whole time this deer was coming, I just knew Matthew was going to pull the trigger. I knew this was going to be the time that he broke the curse in Illinois. And 40 yards, no shot, he decides to turn and walk into the woods. Good old Illinois jinx again, I guess is all I can say. Typical Matthew scenario, he can't make the shot. I wasn't there, but uh, I did receive some information that someone, uh, you know, he knows really close said that he could have easily killed this deer at 40. I could understand how he could pull this shot off. I mean, after all, the night before, he did miss a mouse on a sticky trip. All right, so this past year in Illinois, there was a couple mice in camp. Me and Chaser decided to bait them up and kill one with the mini crossbow. Well, the one I decided to get the opportunity to get the kill on was on a trout, and I still miss. Oh, that ain't a miss. <laughs> you want to talk about Illinois jinx? That's it right there in a nutshell. I mean, how do you miss a mouse on a mouse trout? So I decided to take a friend of mine red hunting right there at the end of the season, promising him that he's gonna shoot, I'm gonna video. When I open the gate, this monster walks out and we don't have time to do nothing but me shoot. I mean, it's like taking candy from a baby. He took the gun from Rhett and just pulled the trigger. <laughs> Let me just tell you, all we got on this deer is the recovery, but what a deer he was. Boss man said he was gonna take me hunting. He'd been talking about filming me all year. Pow! And this is what he's got. Hey, give me some though, dude. At least you got to be a part of it. Yeah, I get to be a part of it. I guess when the boss man takes you hunting, you don't really argue. If he wants to shoot, you let him shoot. So we're back in Bama hunting late season in a hayfield with a shooting house. And a three deer walk out, and I'm confident I can make this shot on this last deer. He's a good deer. 400 yards, no doubt, I got this. Well, Matthew shot, the way that deer kicked, I would have bet anything that he had hit this deer. But it turns out, we looked at the footage and even went down there and looked for any kind of sign that he had been hit. I missed. What else can I say I missed? No, I didn't choke. <laughs> it's typical Matthew fashion. He's gotta kinda rush through everything really quickly. I mean, you, you knew you probably had plenty enough time to shoot this deer. Why'd you go ahead and rush the shot? You should've just taken your time. Yet again, another Matthew horror story. He just, this boy can't catch a break. So me and my brother decide to hunt on his birthday like we do every year, and we go down to Salipta. We don't see no deer, but these group of hogs come out, and they're like a rat on acid. I don't know what they were doing. They were everywhere. Finally, I talked my brother into taking a pop shot, and we was laughing too hard. The hogs were moving too much, but somehow or another, the man that don't miss, missed these hogs. Hey. <laughs>
So uh, one of the last things that we feature here on this uh, episode is uh, my late season miss. Thankfully, I was able to redeem myself later on in that hunt, but I don't know what exactly happened other than that I just flat out missed. Reload, reload, reload. I was right on him. How the f did I miss it? <laughs> Dang, I one shot to missed again. <laughs> They keep calling it old one shot. Maybe, maybe the gun really is cursed from the first shot after all. Little did we know that it was almost a blessing for me that he missed because the next day I get to kill the same deer. The final video that we cover is whenever I took my dad hunting. He didn't bring any of his gear. I had my gun, let him hunt with it, and he missed on the first shot, you know? <laughs> you know, maybe it's true. Maybe this gun really is cursed. Hey Jeff, I don't know you, but you know better than use a one-shot. Come on, man. You know, a one-shot might not be the gun. It might just be genetic. They might just be in their blood to miss the first shot. So before we wrap up the show, we got one little surprise for everyone, including the chaser. So Chase tears out from college one afternoon and decides to go do a solo film bow hunt. Right at dark, his deer comes out and he makes an awesome shot on it. And the reason this deer is a trophy in my book, even though it's not the biggest, is the fact that it was his first time ever self-filming. He shot this deer right at dark and made an awesome shot. So congratulations, Chase, on this deer. Well, there you have it. Even though we had some close encounters and even misses, we just wanted to show y'all that it's not always about the thrill of the kill, it's about the hunt. Next episode on Southern Vines, we'll be showing you the highlights throughout the season, and there are some awesome ones. This episode is all about the highlights of season one. The first highlight of the season for me was opening day bow season here in Alabama. 30 minutes into the hunt, I'm doing my interview and this monster walks out. What better way to start off the first season of Southern Vines than letting the arrow fly opening day? Fault tried to find a hole, finally found one. Shot him way back, way, way back. I, I don't know how. He managed to find him but he was dead when we found him he probably ran 75 yards so beautiful alabama opening morning eight point right here yeah, that's about as good as you're gonna get in alabama for an eight point with a bow with a bow One of my favorite hunts from this season was when Justin, our producer, came down to meet us for the first time. He got a chance to kill a really nice deer and I got a chance to kill a, a really great deer. You know, I really didn't know what to expect when I came down here to go hunt with these guys for the first time when I met them. Um, I knew that it was going to be a lot of fun and it ended up turning to be a great weekend. I shot a really nice deer after a couple mishaps. I knew I was a part of this show by helping produce and edit, but I didn't realize that I was actually going to be eventually a part of the family and part of the actual show as a co-host. So for me, the most enjoyable thing for this year was actually self-filming my first deer hunt in Texas. 
that trip was really enjoyable for many reasons, including surprising my dad and him being able to get to shoot a deer, and as well as my brother. But to be able to finish the hunt with being able to go out there and make a hunt myself and to successfully self-film it at the same time, it was surreal. One of the last things we're going to highlight on this episode is when Gene kills his monster six-point, the last day of the season. I mean, what a way to wrap it up. We started the season off with a bang and ended it with a bigger one. So we really and truly lived to hunt. 365 days a year, I'm thinking about feeding deer, killing deer, hunting hogs, shooting turkeys all of that, but truly loved the turkey hunt. And this was our first trip ever to Kansas, and me and Gene laid the hammer down on two great birds. How about that? Hey Gene, mine's a little bigger. Had an awesome experience here on season one of Southern Vanes. Had a blast doing it. Hope y'all enjoyed it as much as we did. I think, I mean, we can both agree that this, the memories that we made through this whole thing are just irreplaceable. And we made some great friends and just the whole atmosphere with family and all, it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, what an experience. We were so blessed this year and just looking so much forward into season two. I, mean, I think we learned a few things that we're going to have to incorporate in there. I'm so ready. What about you? It's going to be a good one. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.